You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. Yeah, I got somebody's login to Disney Plus, so I've thought about watching stuff on Disney Plus. So I've, the thought's there now. I have a, I have a login. I've even logged in and made a profile. Hey, you should. Disney. I figured that's progress, right? That's progress. I mean, listen, you watching things would be a boon for the program. You actually watching programs would be a boon. It would change the dynamic. It would be like when they added like when they added spices to meat. Like whoever started doing that shit changed everything. So I mean, I used to watch stuff. I just got into it. I don't want to watch anything. Oh no. I I think I think I got burned out. I I got burned out on that entire media format. Oh, absolutely. Um now, I don't think we need to watch everything because I don't watch everything. I I choose games and I choose games and um streams. That's usually what I'm watching. News, games, streams typically is what I do. So I don't watch a lot of everything. Like I haven't watched She-Hulk or House of the Dragon. I haven't watched. Is it bad? Like the only reason I don't want to watch She-Hulk is because I have to see Matt Murdock's face. You don't like um. You don't like the homie. You don't like Charlie Cox. Daredevil? No. Dare- no, no, I don't care about the actor. The actor's fine. No, you don't like Daredevil. I, I'm, I'm talking about the character. You don't like Daredevil. I mean, no. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. We we had this conversation about why I don't like Daredevil. He's insufferable. Listen, I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't never seen a character do so little and get so much love as Daredevil. I grew up reading Daredevil comics. I was in New York, so I was always reading New York superhero comics because there were like 14 of the motherfuckers. And I was like, everyone. Yeah, why me. does New York have like a bazillion superheroes? I assume it's because of its structural, the ability to structurally sustain superheroes. Like, I'm in Austin, Texas. We ain't gonna have no motherfucking superheroes. This place is too goddamn bright and flat. We ain't gonna, unless a motherfucker's got, like, no mask. Like, if, like, Paul Bunyan was a real nigga, and he's just out here walking. Like, if there's a problem, call Paul Bunyan. He's at the HEB right now. Hit him up. Like, it's not even, like, a bat signal. It'd be like, Paul! Paul's a car accident! This is the, the guy's in the dragon suit! The dragon! I think it's a real dragon, Paul! And I go, alright, all right, I'm on it. That's it. That's too flat and wide. Everyone see that nigga. Ain't nowhere to go. There's no place to hide. There's no secret lair. There's nothing. Even Austin's like hot 10 blocks. Hot 10 blocks wide, <laughs> 10 feet high. It's, it's even the city downtown Austin itself. It's got like two skyscrapers. It's, it, I get it. It's it's a it's, it's it's flat but wide. There's still a lot of shit. It's ooh, just it's out. An, it, I guess a lot of it's in suburbia. So I think you're thinking of like like there's like the city part, and then there's like not the city part. The not the city part is like is the big part. But like there's suburban crime. Why the fuck would I want to read a comic about suburban crime? Because you know, man, I don't. I'd, I definitely, because I've already read those type of comics where they magically have black people appear to subvert the suburbanness of suburbia. I want to read that shit. Unless, like, some of the... Actually, did you watch Watchmen? Yeah, I did watch HBO? Watchmen. 
HBO one with yeah, Regina King. Yeah, that shit. That shit was. That shit was good. Right. That's suburban crime. When your fucking police chief is like a grand wizard, that's suburban crime right there. And unless they're doing that shit, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. That suburban crime is your fucking youth minister was also a Klansman when his heyday. And he's still pretty proud of it. He's still got that shit lined up in glass like Batman with his old bat suits and Robin's cowls and shit. He's proud of that. That's suburban crime. And ain't nobody right. Nobody writes that shit. Uh. Right. And that's why we don't have. And that's why we have to keep all of our um, all of our superheroes in cities, even though I do think it's absolutely ridiculous at this point. But all the meth labs are not in the city. Listen, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> you're not wrong. Um, I think desert a desert superhero would be interesting. I think a proper southern a proper like southern superhero who's not like hiding or anything because you can't hide. So it's just like you just like the fucking sheriff. Like you're just, just out here. Wait, 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 wait. Just like a superhero just hanging out in New Orleans. Like what's up? Right. Like there's no reason to hide. Like you ain't nowhere to go. Like it's not. There's not. There's little, nothing. There's, hanging out in little Haiti, Florida. Yes. Yes, I don't that yes. that right. We it can be done. We don't need to focus on New York. I New agree. York's trash, literally. Uh, I I'm don't sorry, tr- New York listeners. And New York is trash. I don't <laughs> trust the writers. Um if you get the right people to do these if you get the right people to write these stories, I would absolutely love. Like, you know where I want to see a superhero story? In fucking Memphis. That's what I want. No. Memphis. That is a story. Them, I see niggas from Memphis fighting crime. That's what I want to see more than a little bit. Oh, yeah, that would be so good. Absolutely would. Yes, absolutely would. But like I said, you got to go. Memphis would be like the perfect Perfect movie. place for a superhero story. Absolutely. Go ahead, stand up, stand up, stand up. Welcome to another episode of ADD Space. I'm your host, Aaron Rand Freeman, and with me, the actual hosts, the CEO, CFO, public relations lead, art director, cat wrangler, owner and proprietor of ADD Space, at least bacon bacon. I don't like bacon. Hello, I am here. The uh, quite the quite the rabbit hole, the revelation, um, the start before the program. So I'm still reeling. So you're going to have to let everybody know how you are in great detail. I'm still reeling from such a reveal. And I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to go forward as a person. Um, I love the cold, the ice Ice cold silence. Like, hey, you're gonna have to tell people. Oh, sorry, how you I are. I went down a rabbit hole because there is a whole lot of um um there's a whole oh my god, I did not realize the pun of that. That's disgusting. Okay. Um Sorry, I went down a rabbit hole of conversations of Daredevil is blind while also thinking in my head that there's like a bazillion different kinds of blindness, which is kind of funny, kind of nice, but I don't like how Matt Murdock goes around things. Um, 
also apparently the whole theme is uh justice is blind oh i under i i get it like i, I understand why I, get, I, I never i never caught that yes um that was kind of the, that's the whole yes Hmm. Sometimes the joke is like the pun is so obvious that my brain refuses to acknowledge its existence. And that was definitely one of them. The only reason why I remember it is because if you look at the old Ben Affleck Daredevil um, commercials, they did say justice is blind. Daredevil. Right. Remember, like like, I just purge Uh, gone. Listen, I will never forget. Listen, my favorite bit was Ben Affleck doing a little bit of Ray Charles. Like not only was he um being blind air quotes blind air quotes um but he was like really hamming it up as a blind air quotes blind person and then he would snap out of like his like ray charles impersonation to then be a ninja and it just doesn't age well but i retain from all that justice is blind you see because he's blind guys and Ah! I can't. It hurts. <laughs> I can't do it. So, yeah, there is that. But yes, is that is that how you are? Is you're down the daredevil rabbit hole? Is this now one from a nondescript episode of ADD Space where we're back for the first time in a month and now it's become a daredevil special where you... No, 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 we're not, we're not focusing on Daredevil, but I did go down and I, I did find, uh, every single forum conversation in the world, uh, that has a discussion of is Daredevil blind? Um, and I might also be on Twitter, uh, reading various Twitter things and it's, uh, kind of funny. To be clear. This is how you get a Daredevil episode of ADD Space is when you have, do you have the actual Google Keep um, open with the actual topics we are to talk about today? Yes, actually. No, and I'm, 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 this is, I, I will never devote. There's been one episode devoted to Daredevil and it's not today. Okay. I mean, we're not devoting it to Daredevil. I'm just saying you're down the rabbit hole. You can just have random Daredevil facts interspersed between actual podcast content actual conversations that we have so you have um you have freedom there because um you have a very well-researched disdain for matt murdoch which is enjoyable my favorite is when people have well-researched issues with a character a comic book character it's like i don't know i've done my research and go fuck yourself is my conclusion thank you for coming to my ted talk but Mm -hmm. I have been playing a bunch of uh, I blame Jeffrey Russo for this by the way Jeffrey Russo looms over my gaming purchases like the faded image of MLK and those memes or like, uh, or like a doc. He's 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 is like Doctor Umar Johnson. He's like my private Doctor Umar Johnson, always with me all the time when I'm like in a various e shop or what have you. So, um, 
it would be safe to say that we're on it. We are now we are now on the survival horror genre, like the proper survival horror genre, not the Walking Death Simulator or the weird um, Five Nights at Freddy's heart attack um, simulator genre. Those are not survival horror. Those are fine genres that are not for me. The actual survival horror horror genre has um, made a return, and uh, yeah, I believe it's, uh, what is it, Resident Evil 4 was announced, Callisto Prophecy is coming out next month, and a month after that, the remake of Dead Space is coming out, and they announced so the remake. Excited for all these white men. All these white men. Jesus Christ. As I said on Twitter, like, they could all be played by Jensen Eccles with different haircuts. You can just put wigs on them, actually. Fuck it. Just, like, like you can just have them do the roles. Like, just yeah, because have... then, you, then you can have one haircut in all the ha- hairstyles. Right, and just have them, like, and a few of them double up. Like, Leon Kennedy and Alan Wake, all you gotta do is give them a little part. Uh, like, literally put the part on one side of his head to the other and switch his jackets, and you've got Alan Wake and Leon Kennedy. And, um... Yeah. It's bittersweet. I do enjoy proper survival horror. Survival horror, uh, up to this point, was almost entirely held up, held up by um, indie developers, um, which we will have to do that. Have a proper episode where we just like highlight survival horror games and you know make sure. Wait 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 what does that mean? Uh, symbiogenesis is the merging of two separate organisms to form a new organism. What does that mean? Parasite Eve, my guy. Excuse me? It's li- it's li- uh, that's like literally the origin of Parasite Eve. <laughs> you know what's funny? Is I wanted you to say Please bring this lady back! I wanted you to say that plane because when you said it, symbiogenesis i was like that sounds like parasite my brain said that sounds like <laughs> no, parasite Eve. you don't know no, you don't understand my brain saw square enix and then symbiogenesis and it went immediately to parasite Eve. i am not gonna get hyped this is square enix i cannot get hyped why can you square not enix get why can you not get hyped because they cannot be trusted what do you want what did they do wrong no no, no. nothing it's just that if they're working on a game or if they're trademarking a game, we might not see it for 10 years. They're like, <laughs> there's there's a, a very tempered hype meter that you have to have with Square Enix due to when things are happening, when they get done, when announcements are made versus like when a thing's going to be released, if I'm, ever. I mean, they've been kind of flooding the market with RPGs. Maybe Parasite Eve counts as an RPG. Get a proper remake going. Get it out in the end of next year. Eh? Eh? Uh, not at the end of next year, my guy. I'm not like a remaster. Oh, no, a remaster, not a remake. A remaster. Remake would take a few years. Oh, a remaster. A remaster. That's what I oh, meant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. A remaster. So what I'm, ho- what I'm hoping is, tentatively, this is like a, a small tentative hope, is that there's a Parasite Eve 1 and 2 remaster, and like they come out as a package deal. Ooh. And uh, they drop at like the end of next year, like around like Christmas, because if uh, you played the first Parasite Eve, it's around Christmas. Yes. Why the fuck do I remember this? Uh, (laughs) Oh no, 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 no! I haven't played this since I haven't played the game since I was like nineteen. Parasite Um, Eve 
is iconic. It's so iconic. I could call Eric up here cold to talk about. If I said, Erica, get up here. We're talking about Parasite Eve. Erica would have a hot five minutes, ice cold, whatever Erica is doing. Parasite Eve is a classic. We will remember all the fine details of Parasite Eve. And there is no shame in it because they never did better. They never, they never, there was, what Parasite Eve 1 and 2 did was not done again. They tried Ever. it and it's never been done since. So no, absolutely not. It's the same thing. So, so, yes. so what I'm hoping is a package remaster by the end of next year, unannounced, unannounced. Like they don't announce it. All of a sudden they're just like, here, by the way, drop, which is what they've been doing with a lot of their remasters. Yes. yes. They've just been like, cool. We're releasing this in like two months. Boom. There. And then, uh, the the new Parasite Eve comes out like a year or two later. Yes. That's what, that's like, hope it. I but am. also it's Square Enix and they can't be trusted with, with release dates or production times. So, I mean. Or NFTs. Um, oh. So, <laughs> sorry. I mean. But, but. You're not going to temper my excitement. You you started it, by the way. I'm hyped. I mean, the lead is a white guy. I'm sorry. Um, listen, I was just scrolling. Hold on. Which, on lead, which, lead, which saw... lead is a white guy? Wait, what? Which lead is a white guy? What do you mean, which lead is a white guy? You said the lead is a white guy. I don't remember what the sentence I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho... You got the hype train. You got the Parasite Eve hype train rolling. Um, Listen. Just to be clear. Oh, oh, I remember my sentence. I said with all of these white guys. I mean, it would be nice to play as. Um, it would be nice to play. Give Parasite. me a not one. It would be great. <laughs> um, Give me the white lady and her black cop best friend. Oh my god, that would be great. <laughs> like I. And like, that precious baby. That precious baby. Oh yeah. Scene that made me cry when the when the dog got sick. Yeah. Was, uh, like I was sobbing. I felt so bad. I was like, no, the puppy. No, the baby. This bo- this little baby's best friend. No. <laughs> I was crying. Yeah. That was so sad. Now I gotta. And then they had, and then they had just lost their mom too. Yeah. Yeah, it was so sad. I was just like, I was just like that poor little baby black boy. I was like, no, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Parasite Eve was a hard story. Where do I? I have Parasite Eve on like my PlayStation Three because Sony, you know, wants us to go fuck ourselves. And I'm just, I'm so not used to this where I'm like, where do I play this game? And I'm like, oh, I have to go in my closet and get an old console to play it. Like after a certain amount of time, that's just not a thing. Like you have to go back like a generation, like to play a game, like to me for like just being in the Xbox ecosystem. Like I have to go back before xbox to play certain games like there are certain games on xbox i can't play but for the most part i can find the games i'm looking for barring like the hundred dollar limited edition japanese shooting games that i enjoy but that's um uh, neither here nor there and i want to play parasite eve but i gotta go i gotta hook up my playstation 3 and 
Yeah. Is there anywhere else to play? I gotta look this up. Hold on. There's gotta be someplace else to play Parasite. Either. I feel like it's on Steam, but the the early the PC ports are bad. I mean, at this point, I don't care. I would just like to have them in one place. I would just like to have oh, them in a, in one place, happening. right? You know how you get them in one place? <laughs> you have a PS2. Um, let's see. Where do I put? a physical copy. <laughs> Parasite Eve on. It was PS. Parasite Eve was PS1. I know. I remember. Yeah, it's just all emulated. This is a scam. Yes, it's a scam. It's annoying, but uh, they've just decided that they don't they don't want to do it. That made me super mad. I hate that when we're talking when a game comes up and then you just you know there's no way to play. But yes, anywho, Parasite Eve has been announced. Breaking news. Cuz I didn't see it anywhere else. I wasn't looking. But both of these are true. And, uh, yeah, it'll provide a survival horror break from all the relentless white men. By the way, as much as I talk shit, I'm going to be cozied up to each and every one of them white boys when those games drop, by the way. Like, survival horror is my blind spot. Like, I love the genre, and I am fully aware that that genre is um, monochrome, to say the very least. So, I'm going to be talking my shit. I'm going to be getting my Callisto Protocol. And Callisto Protocol, I forgot, had a brown lead. If you look at the original video for it, it had a um, Jesse Williams um, light skin who was the lead. <laughs> and they um, nudged him aside for, like, actually Josh Duhamel, Duhamel um, the actor, to play the lead in uh, Tex McWhiteman in uh, Callisto Prophecy. So, like, I didn't even realize that bit. And... Normally, again, with the faded image of Jeffrey Rousseau in the night sky, I was, uh, I would, I've been more annoyed. Um, but like I said, I'm so star that I'm owning the fact that, um, this is, this is, it's my blind spot. I think the only one that I'll, I have an interest in playing is Dead Space. That's your jam. That's your jam. Like, I've always wanted to play Silent Hill, but then I also remember how my brain works with Silent Hill. And, like, that man would annoy the piss out of me. Um, and, I mean, that's kind of, like, what the, like, kind of what the game series is. is like, about, like, him not being, him and his trauma and him also just not being super great. Right. It's one of the things that, and it's one of the, uh, they announced a Silent Hill remake among two other games. Was it three games and one movie? Three games and a reboot movie, I think they announced. Yeah. Um, so, um, they announced the Silent Hill 2 remake, which is a 12 month PlayStation 5 exclusive. Eh, guys, you guys, eh, you guys. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I don't want to be one of those people, but I unfortunately, like, I just, I need, I need five minutes to be one of those people. Just everyone, forgive me. Forgive me. First thing, first problem, James Sunderland in the remake trailer is that we can really see his eyes. Um, Rowan made this point on this where 
the reason why you could barely see his eyes, you don't see his eyes very clearly, his eyes are always deep set and shadowed, is because he's actively ignoring something terrible that he did. His entire demeanor in Silent Hill 2, why he is confused, why he's like, what's happening? Calm down. This is crazy. Is because the entire game is about denial, which is why he seems uniquely unaware of what is happening and just unable to accept any of this and why we also don't necessarily get as many clean looks at his face as we could is because he's got he's got trauma he did a bad thing Silent Hill's like something years old and now I'm scared about spoiling a 20 year old game but if you're trying to play it then you already know but if you've never played it I don't want to spoil it so but yes I mean no 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 we can spoil it it's fine all right we so- have we have like uh, we have like less than a ten year statute on games. It's fine. Yeah, it's a, it's a, that game came out in like twenty years old. Yeah, this is it's a twenty year old game. It's fine. We're okay. Hold on, let me. Now I'm curious. Yep, two thousand one is a twenty one year old game. Um, as he killed his wife. Uh, Harry Sunderland killed his wife, and that is part of his demeanor. Why he's so confused. And why he's just very floaty out there is because he did a terrible thing and he's just living in aggressive denial. And in the trailer, he's already like really super present, but also very sad and also talking way more than he ever would in the game. (laughs) And it's just like, there's a reason why he doesn't talk. There's a reason why he's always confused. There's a reason why his eyes are deep set. There's a reason why he's not actively frowning because he's not, he doesn't know what he did. He's not sad because he doesn't know what, is going on. He's like, oh, my wife called me. Yay. I like my wife. Doop 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 doop. So Silent Hill starts and holds for a while. That's why he's like, man, what's going on? You seem to have all this. Oh, everyone's you guys seem to be troubled. That's wild. Have you seen my wife? Guess not. Doop 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 doop. And then again, gameplay loop. For a reason. I immediately saw them pulling away from it and and this is me this is me um just also again i think my i think i got one more minute um i hope they do not walk away from how terrible he is as a person that was one of the things about silent hill 2 is when you were truly introduced to who you're how you were playing as all this time aside from the fact that like his aversion to conflict gets a lot of people killed because he's just like, what? No, I don't want to leave me alone. That shit's crazy. Good luck with that. The whole game. And it just seems like he's, it just seems like he's high. But no, he's conflict averse to an extreme. Kill his yep. wife. Because she's sick. He didn't want to deal with nothing. Put a pillow over her face. And killed her. Conflict averse to an extreme. That is critical to his character. I don't want him to be sad the whole time and I don't want him to be talking all the time and I don't want him to downplay how much of a shitbag Harry Sunderland. He's one of the worst characters we have ever controlled in any game, ever. It is critical to Silent Hill 2 that he is awful. Awful. Yep, it is absolutely critical that he is a horrible person. Horrible. I think my minute's up. Anywho, Silent Hill 2 remake next year. Um, There is... A uh, let me see. Let me grab this story again. There we go. We've got um, 
Townfall, which I um, don't we don't know anything about. Um, it is just from the people that did Observation. And I don't know if anyone has ever played Observation. I don't know if I ever talked about Observation on the show. It's um a space yeah. horror game. So. Right. It's a, Observation is a space horror game where you play as the ship's AI, like Hal. And you are like, Ooh. right. And um, there's a woman in there, and she realizes that the ship effectively has multiple, is like, it looks like there is, she essentially, she's, she's adrift in space. And finds out that the ship near that she's like she docks with the ship. She finally hails it. She sees a ship docks at space station, and it's essentially kind of got the same people in it, except they're dead. So you are essentially controlling the ship's AI. You are um, navigating overriding systems. You are controlling cameras. She's talking to you. You're talking back to her, and then it goes from there. It's actually one of my favorite game experiences I've ever had. Um. I actually recommend it. It's very strange. Like I said, someone, I forgot who, but someone suggested it's like Hal. And I was like, uh, uh, actually, that's a very, very, very appropriate comparison. Um, and they're working on that, which is actually rather interesting. That I'm looking forward to just because, just because of that. And, um, and then there's the Silent Hill Ascension game that seems to be some type of collaborative storytelling adventure, which, might be fun for role play. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just what I my my thing and I understand that this is part of the narrative storytelling of Silent Hill and I actually like appreciate it that like the man's a fucking piece of garbage, like he's just a ter- he's actually like a terrible person. Um, but like showing showing like how you find like the the horror game is like finding how horrific this person is and finding his finding out his mindset and i actually like really appreciate that i don't want to play as a terrible white man um yeah and and like especially like once it gets into because the the game uses a lot of metaphors and symbolism and so once you realize what like that symbolism is and like what the symbol like what everything means like what the nurse means what pyramid head means yep even characters and even like characters like eddie and uh, and characters like eddie and it's just like i'm like this is really great storytelling no <laughs> I'm good. I'm very good. Yeah, characters like Laura. The um the uh I mean Silent Hill 2 is a very dark game. It's a very beloved, very dark game, beloved by people who I think might have missed the point or it wouldn't be so beloved beloved. Like it's a dark it's a dark dark game. It's the darkest in the series by a large margin. And they've been trying yeah, to. My, what are you saying? Sorry, my favorite is watching conversations be, uh, between the different genders talking about the meaning of that game Ooh. and like the takeaways. Uh, those are my favorite conversations to watch happen because it's like it is interesting to see which demographic 
completely missed the point. Yeah. Yeah, I've had that when I've when I've suggested to a room full of gentlemen that Harry Sunderland is actually pretty terrible. And um I was like and then you'd have to be you have to, you, and you wind up having this exchange where he killed his wife and then they go, I know, but which is an insane exchange, right? Like just by itself. Like if you just put that exchange on a piece of paper, if you like made a comic strip or like two like caterpillars had that exchange, it would still be strange. Doesn't matter who's having the exchange. But he killed his wife. I know, but wild. Everything in the game is a representative of all the shit he's either done or hand waved. With his wife involving his wife's terminal illness. Everything. Everything he sees. All of it. It's pretty fucked. He's awful. Awful. Like we awful. It's terrible. Like there's always that Joel debate from The Last of Us. He's worse than Joel. A hundred percent worse than Joel. He has no redeeming qualities. At least Joel is trying to be his best self while being a terrible person. Harry's not. <laughs> He's so far gone. He thinks his wife is hitting him up. Like, oh, cool. Oh, hey, honey. Fucked up. It's critical now. As a result, if someone who really gets it doesn't want to do that again, totally valid. I'm curious to see what the developers do because he's it's a beloved game from a beloved developer. It's their darkest game. It's one of the reasons why Silent Hill has never been able to um, be that dark ever again. Um, it's to be very clear. Um, I always I always thought Silent Hill should stop after the third one because it actually finished the narrative like Silent Hill one started a story. Silent Hill two was just a terrible story in the middle and then Silent Hill 3 finished the it closed the thread I was like they don't need to return to this they've done something that they're not going to be able to do again without um really thinking it over what I'm not gonna lie it's also part of why I actually really like the movies the movies were good the movies got a bad rap for no reason yeah like the like the 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 movies are some of like I would put them into like you know top like video game inspired movies. Absolutely, um, the guy like who did easy. the guy who did the first one, Christopher Gans, he's doing a reboot, uh, reboot movie for the series. I don't know what's coming out, but yeah, he's he's doing that. So oh yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. I'm actually pretty hype about that because I thought it was really well done. Yeah, no, and I also I'm not gonna lie, I also just really like that actress and I want her to have more stuff. Right. So I thought I enjoyed I enjoyed the movies. I didn't think they were particularly. I thought they were actually um, a really. And it's funny. It's one of those things where we we call the movies bad in real time, but then the ensuing games after Silent Hill: The Room, when they Konami started lowballing Silent Hill itself and just went up just kind of just like handing it off to Western developers, who were clearly consistent of people who thought Harry Sunderland was a fine character and Silent Hill 2 was their favorite Silent Hill because Harry Sunderland's such a struggling... It, watching him struggle is such a shame and it's a shame that he has to struggle so much. People um, making further Silent Hills, you really appreciate the movies because it's not easy to do Silent Hill. They did two movies. Two good movies. They did two good movies. And uh, yeah, like I, I said... They're some they're some of my favorite movies, I'm not gonna lie. And uh, none they're of the Western good. and none of the Western developers have been able to capture Silent Hill. The Wii game did okay. Remember the Wii game where Silent Hill actually froze over? 
Oh yeah. Right. That was an interesting. It was a. It was. Not, it was a reimagining of the first. Um, and instead of Silent Hill becoming like Rust Town, it became I froze over, and you had to run away from it to survive. Um, wasn't the greatest game, but it was probably out of all the Western attempts at Silent Hill, that was the best one. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, Silent Hill remake, Silent Hill everything, Silent Hill in abundance, apparently. The reason why Konami is here, you're wondering, why is Konami here? They make pachinko machines. The pachinko business is taking a header. They are back because they are broke. They are back because they are broke. You might be wondering about that. Like, why the fuck was Cowabunga Collection the best collection of retro games ever made? Why does Konami suddenly care? Because they are broke. No money. They are broke. The oh! pachinko. Because they remember when they went to make they make they made pachinko machines for a decade and said fuck you games, which is when we started getting Konami terrible adaptations when they were like fuck all this money when they when they cut the budget for Metal Gear Solid Five in the middle of it and cut COVID. ties with Hideo Kojima. What? COVID. What about COVID? Oh yeah, pachinko because of COVID, right? Because nobody's there doing the pachinko. I was just sitting there going, wait a second, that's like three years, right? It's COVID. Okay, okay, okay. I get it. I understand now. Right. Just, just like I said, Konami's still not to be trusted. They showed up with their hat in oh, their yeah, hand because they ain't got no. no fucking money. They need a job. So now they're back to us. They're like, hello, will you buy our video games, please? It's Konami here once again asking you to buy our video games. <laughs> will never die yeah and you know, like i said i was wondering because like i said calabunga collection is like i said it's the best retro game collection thing i've ever played far and away and now i'm like why are there three silent hill games in a movie all coming out at once and uh oh, it's kind of... <laughs> like please uh, i we need you and your i mean we need your money i mean we need you but I'm, we need your money. Hello? <laughs> I imagine that, that that meeting must have been exhausted in Japanese. That, that whole meeting must have been exhausting where they're like, all right, guys, we're going to have to start making video games again. They're like, excuse me, what? It's like, we're going to have to start. We speak start up. Making- we're going to have to start making video games again. And they're like, oh. The era is over. But they're so expensive. Why? And then we got to market them. We could just put the pachinko machines down and they played pachinko. It was easy. Do we have to? Well, not quite. We need the royalties for the pachinko market to come back. I mean, to keep it a buck. Silent Team ain't coming back. They still ain't forking out that much money. They got Bloober Team is handling Silent Hill. They're the... Um, some of the key uh, elements of um, the silent team are helping Bloober team, but all of these games are being outsourced still just to quality developers who've made interesting content. So our eyebrows are up, but silent team, the guys who did the first three and then silent Hill, the room, I think they got shuffled for silent Hill, the room. Yeah, they got, they got shuffled. They got shuffled. They got, yes. they got shuffled. That's what silent Hill, the room is so weird, but it's a good story. But yes, yeah, so the actual group of people responsible for the Silent Hill that we know and love are still not together because Konami is still Konami. 
and it well, would cost. Also, like you can't ex- you can't expect teams like that to just stay together. Like, I don't expect them been- to. Oh, I don't expect them to stay together. I'm saying is that in the spirit of how do I put it? Silent Hill is benefits from being Japanese because their view of America is unique to them and makes Silent Hill infinitely more compelling. It's one of the reasons why Western developers are never very good because nobody makes a more interesting America than Japanese people. Like the other idea of what we do here is fascinating and amazing. We well, don't do none of that shit. What? Hold on. I So I have to, I have to um, interrupt this uh, with something that sounds completely off the wall, but one of my favorite uh, Guilty Gears Drive characters. Yes. Is um, the most ridiculous, like, ridiculous <laughs> uh, interpretation and fa- one of my most favorite interpretations of Western. Yes. Uh, what's his, What's their name? In- Gold Lewis Dickinson. Hold on. I know. Let me see something here. Hold on. I'm, no, no, no. I'm sending you the link directly. Um, He is also the Secretary of Defense. No, Secretary of State or Defense. I can't remember. Oh, uh, I know Gold Lewis. Chat. Oh, I know Gold Lewis. Listen. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he has um he has the Texan cod piece. Yes. He's the Secretary of Absolute Defense. He has a, he has this coffin. Yes. He carries a coffin with him cuz you know capital punishment. Yes. <laughs> uh he you, he looks like he'd be a really slow uh melee person. No, he's ranged because he oh. uses guns. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I'm, I'm, let me let me read Gold Lewis is the first ever Secretary of Defense in the history of the United States who was also an active duty military officer. His personal combat prowess is said to be equivalent to the entire White House security force. And it is no exaggeration to say that the security and authority of the United States are established due to his presence, making him the mainstay of the nation. I love it. No one does our shit like Japanese people do our shit. The best part is, is so like one of his, one of his like his, if if you win with him, one of his little like little ending cutscenes is what in tarnation, <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one is hello pizza. No, I didn't order any pizza. Oh no, he goes hello president and goes oh pizza. No, I didn't order any pizza, but I am feeling kind of hungry, and I'm like, <laughs> yes, oh, <no>. yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's just my favorite but no really like he's actually uh he's actually mostly a range player uh most of his abilities are range attacks because he pulls out guns yes <laughs> yes just, we were the, the, oh, the last weekend uh we were doing um uh for guilty gears drive they're doing cross play so they they had four days of it being free for everybody on PlayStation and Steam um, to play for the play testing. Right. So me and some uh, FC members, we were just uh, some Final Fantasy uh, 14 people. We were just uh, going at each other in Guilty Gear Strive and Gold Lewis Dickinson is probably one of my favorites. <laughs> Nobody. 
does our <laughs> shit. The way Japanese people, so you got to get you a life partner that looks at you the way Japan looks at America, boy. I'm telling you. And the thing is, this shit, like until recently, this shit is incoherent. I don't even know where the fuck. My favorite bit of all time is trying to figure out what the fuck is guile. For years, the more I stare at guile. He's a pilot. But right. But he's also like, he's a pilot. But he's got the hair, and he's got the body, and the American tattoos. He's got the dre- the button down with the sleeves cut off because he's ready to fucking throw hands in the American Air Force Base. <laughs> Ken Masters. Uh, so what? No, it's it's really funny. So like, if uh, on in Street Fighter Six, in one of the maps, it's like the map with like all of the the um, the Navy folks, like. It's got all of the military folks like out in the yard. Um, you you can see got uh, homies plane like like flies down and then he walks out. He gets out of the plane to walk out and watch the fight. That's right. <laughs> it's fucking America. That's what we do here. <laughs> That's what we do here. Really funny. Funny. Shout out to also like, also shout outs so to. Shout outs to Metro City, Mayor Mike Hagar, ex-professional wrestler, pile driving niggas, cleaned up his own streets. <laughs> and then his homie Cody got arrested, wound up in jail, got out of prison, and is now the new mayor of Metro City. I love it. Nobody does it better. None, no Americans make American characters as compelling as Japanese people make American characters. We ain't got, we ain't got it like that. It's the best roast session ever. Listen, this is a cesspool. It used to be, I used to think they were trolling us and they're trying to troll us, but listen, I could go for some gold Lewis Dickinson. We have a lot of people who see these characters in the mirror, go on Twitter, talk a big game and are in no way representative of any of these caricatures of America that we've seen. None of I could go for Guile. As an American citizen, I would feel better to know that Guile exists. He could even be a Republican. I don't care. I just need to know he exists. It sucks here. <laughs> it would help. It really would. It would really would. I, I would like it to know if Silent Hill existed in America because that would mean some religion is working to do something besides being bigoted. They're actually summoning the devil. They're multiple dimensions. This religion is tangible for something other than hoarding money and general bigotry. Satan is here. Look at him. Come to the town with your troubles. Get pulled into alternate dimensions. You might die. That's religion. That's tangible. I could go for that. It sucks here. All our shit is fake. I could go for any, any number of these Japanese caricatures that are meant to troll us. I would love any combination of them. Any of them. Even the bad shit. I think the only, the only caricatures, uh, um, that I felt were really, and I'm this is super biased, but I felt by um non-Japanese uh, developers was uh, Saints Row. That was a good one. 
they were wilding. They were did a good job of wilding on our behalf. I'll like the, the first three Saints Row, just like like and again, all of the characters are terrible, but we're terrible. Yeah. They were very they were very <laughs> accurate. They were very lovably accurate American characters. They like 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 they were they were terrible in all the ways that like people here are terrible. Right. Right. While still having like and while also being like loud and lots of energy and incoherent. And I'm like, yeah, this is us. <laughs> <laughs> That's us. That's cool. All right. Saints are now yeah. I kinda wanna make a I wanna make a list of like believable american like visions of america and also that like entertaining we have to throw in believable entertaining american created visions of america in video games yeah we're so bad at we're it. bad we're at, bad at, at we, we, we take like, ourselves we, 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 we are extremely bad at self-reflection we take like, ourselves, as a nation we take ourselves so seriously in all the wrong ways we look absolutely we look more ridiculous than the japanese trolling us for being ridiculous and that is <laughs> that is embarrassing like even um do you remember metal metal wolf chaos the game where you played as the vice president no you played as the president because the vice president led a coup Wait, hold on. Let me. I have to look at it. Hold you on. You would know Wait. it if you saw it because it's a mech game. Metal Wolf. Chaos. Metal Wolf Chaos. Right. You would know if you're. Oh, if, you know what? It was on Xbox original, so I might have missed. Yeah, it. they brought they brought it back, so you can download it. It's on it's on Game Pass, not Game Pass, but it's on. It's available. You can download it in backwards compatible. I got it. And, yeah, uh, I I missed this. I only had because I didn't I didn't own an Xbox until people had given me their original xbox right. and i had i had an emulate i had a jailbroken one with emulators and shit so right. like, i didn't have it so yeah i missed this makes one. sense the um you play as the uh president um the vice president leaves a coup and um he takes over the united states takes up the role of uh, the white house and the presidency um via um a mech he gets in his mech and then assumes control and then you as the president you um get in your own mech and um kill everyone <laughs> as the president of the united states um it is one of the greatest games ever made um i would love it if our president got down like that that would be amusing as hell um, joe biden would he would if he could he really would but he really would, <laughs> he would. i feel like he'd go to the, he'd feel like he'd go to the courts first Oh, Wait, would he go to would he go to the Senate or would he go to the courts first? Um, you mean for like the green light or just a strong arm people? No, just a strong arm people. Not even strong arm, just more like revenge. <laughs> An act of like I told you not to do this and look what you did. <laughs> it would. Joe Biden would. Uh probably the courts since uh no, you go yeah. for the GOP first because the GOP is like now trying to stop student loans. Um, but yes, but yes, all that interesting. The I I would love it. While you're home, please dwell on guile. Just, just guile. Um, they answered my question. I remember because I had the and my head cannon guile is um guile is Hispanic. I uh, I had over time I just began to code Guile as Hispanic. Um, they made him look oh. more like Brock Lesnar. They made him look almost one to one like Brock Lesnar in Street Fighter Six. 
there's the kind of like a quiet response <laughs> to me thinking that he was Latino. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So yeah, again, dwell on guile. And if you are also listening, try and think about uh, what an American, an entertaining American vision of America is, has been like, I guess somebody would say Grand Theft Auto, but it doesn't age well. The Grand Theft Auto games don't age well narratively to me. I mean, I didn't like them in the real, in the moment. Uh, I didn't. Okay. I'm not. I did not like them when they were current. Um, and I think part of this might be because when the Grand Theft Auto games came out, I was in almost, I was in very white centered spaces. Mm. Um, there were a lot of non-white folks around me of course because like i was like two hours north of the border so like like there's all there were just like a lot of uh um mech like straight up mexicans and mexican americans just like a lot but like all the spaces were and and uh uh native folks but like the spaces were still with all of like these brown kids, like all still very white centered and white focused. Um, Cause why wouldn't it be? It was in a fucking school setting. So Grand Theft Auto came out in those settings for me. And so I got to hear about Grand Theft Auto from white people. Ah. And I got to hear uh about grand theft auto from white people and how they thought about the game and this isn't that they didn't enjoy it but i got to hear all of their hot takes yes fresh live during um i do not like those games <laughs> yeah uh my intro uh, my introduction to them was always someone going on a rampage <laughs> having a good having too good of a time I was like, oh, uh-uh. yeah, yeah. So one of my earlier introductions to it was either GTA two or GTA three. You know, it might have been Vice City. Was uh, uh, um, okay, go on. Was people were um, white teen boys very excited to just run over strippers? Yes. Yes, that was uh, the first thing I had ever seen in Grand Theft Auto um, was a gentleman, friend of mine, uh, getting a blowjob in a car and then killing the sex worker. Like the very first thing. And he was like, check this out. And I was like, nigga, what the fuck did you just show yeah. me? And then I was like, I don't want to play yeah. this. Um, aside from the fact that the game looked like terrible just and i i hated to say it but it just looked rough even i understand it was a big game i understand it was very ambitious but that didn't keep it from looking rough that shit looked rough hard pass you know what grand theft auto game i do i do miss and we will probably never see it again it's just the very first one the top down one in england mm-hmm. i miss i would i would love that <laughs> that was appropriate 
it was like a guy richie it was like a guy richie story like it wasn't like trying to be topical it wasn't trying to it was no there was no rock that didn't have the rock star stink they weren't trying to make a point or anything like that just it's just a crime story you're just wilding in england top down that's it i'd love that again please return please they won't because you know no they will not um but yeah, also hearing about um, drug deals and gang shit from white wannabe bloods Ooh. was also super fun. Because um, uh, in my area, uh, so like there there were active, there were actually active bloods in crypt territories. But, like, the actual, like, of course, like, actual gangbangers, like, weren't out here doing shit. Like, not not in the way that, like, the wannabe folks, like, are out there. Because, like, you'll have people who are like, I'm sporting the colors. And, like, I'm just up in their face. And I'm like, you're not actually part of anything. You're just being loud. <laughs> also, I'm not scared of you because I know you're just being loud and there's nothing to back your bite. You're just being a dick and know nothing uh because like you know you know me like I, I grew up in like legit hood right so like i was like around these people i'm just like you're just full of shit also what the fuck um and then we also had a really like actually a really active uh south side south side uh 13 sector and uh towards like the end of my high school years people were starting to like rep like rep that stuff without having any actual affiliation and people had to be like no you actually can't do that (laughs) (laughs) they're like they're like listen we know y'all play games with bloods and crips you cannot do that with outside 13 (laughs) if they ask you for your employee id number and you don't got one it'd be real bad yeah, they're like they're like like the, the people be like, no, no, no. We we need you to understand you you what like unless you are actually affiliated, you cannot be wearing any of that. And if you are actually affiliated, you already know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one of my principals legit had to pull kids aside and just be like, I need you to understand. <laughs> um so it was, and like I said, like hearing all of them folks like talk about GTA and all of it, it was just, I, I will, I will never play the games. Like, and I know that they've made a lot of changes. I know like the latest GTA is like real good and it is like a massive moneymaker. Um, and there's a new GTA coming out, right? I'm not. I mean, that one that got leaked and that massive leak. I guess so. Yeah. That's that somebody's got getting absolutely getting fired for. Um, yeah, I will, uh, you won't catch me dead. Cause again, like I said, I heard it. I, I heard how white people in white centered spaces talk about it for years and I just, I have mm. no interest. <clears throat> I, um, I took me a while to get around. I think I played Grand Theft Auto 4. Grand Theft Auto 4 was good. Um, I was, now I'm starting to think about what good american representations of america were there 
But yeah, Grand Theft Auto was good. I didn't like Grand Theft Auto 5 at all. I think the only Grand Theft Auto game I liked was 4. And... Yeah... They need to return to England. Please. <laughs> they it, just need to leave the U.S. It would be... It, how do I put it? Um, It's weird because Red Dead Redemption is a very well done, thoughtful game. Um, Grand Theft Auto, aside from the fact that, like, there's no reason to make any more of them because, you know, Grand Theft Auto Online is still making them billions of dollars. Like, don't worry about it. Um, Trying to spoof and satirize America now doesn't work. Um, we're sat satire in America for America is completely shot. So there's no reason to be here for source material anymore. Um, making fun of America is not funny. Either your satire is too close to reality or, um, your joke is going over everybody's heads one way or the other. It's going to offend everyone or it's just too close to reality. So it's like, I don't, you're here, but for what? You know, so yeah, I, I feel like unless I feel like unless your joke is specifically um, on that fact, it just won't go. It would have to be uh, Rockstar would have to be brazenly, I guess, anti it would have to kind of fly in the face of their core demographic. If that makes sense for them to make a very topical Grand Theft Auto that works. Um, mm hmm. I don't know if they're going to be willing to do that. They have the money to do it. I mean, they can go ahead and make anything they want. <laughs> they I mean, they I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Like, uh, Rockstar's core audience is what they go towards, right? Like, it's not, it's not. Rockstar isn't Bioware trying to be out here like we're trying to like court the right people and like convince people to do the right thing. Right. They're actively seeking out what they're actively seeking out their core audience. Right. And as a result, you know, I'm not excited for another Grand Theft Auto game if they're doing that. Um, I heard they were going in some reasonable directions, but again, Rockstar can't quite be trusted. So I, you know, we'll see how it goes. Red Dead Redemption 2 was a very somber story. Um, so they could, but Grand Theft Auto is not their somber storytelling vehicle. <laughs> so, no, their, uh... no. I also just. I also, how do I put it? Like, I don't, it's a, it's a hard thing to articulate. I don't like it when, so, okay, there's, like, joking about, like, you know, drug and gang, et cetera, culture, like, like when you know it. But then there's um, making it the joke. Right. And I don't like that it was made the joke. Yes. Um, if that makes sense. Because, uh, like, like, it's one thing to, like, joke about something, but, like, to make it, like, the core joke. Oh, I, I don't. I've uh, never liked. I've never liked that. Oh, I understand. That was my issue with um, Lewis's narrative in uh, Grand Theft Auto 5. 
was uh, he was in the hood. There was no fleshing out of the hood. He was in the hood and he wanted to leave the hood. Everyone in the hood acted like people from black people in the hood, air quotes, at him and around him until he was able to move to the um, till he was able to move to the mountains and be rich. And um, that was it. There was no examination. It was just the hood is a place he needs to leave and a place that can be played for laughs. And then he moves away with his money. Then he's he's good. And you know, I literally do not have to return to the hood ever again, narratively in the game ever again. Um, that type of stuff is that's not exciting. The prospect of more of that stuff is not exciting. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't like it. And granted, and again, everybody has their different limits, and I don't begrudge anybody on why that. I get entirely why people enjoy playing Grand Theft Auto. It's a good time. That's oh, good fun. It's good fun. It's just. Why I can't. <laughs> um, and I've got my own problematic uh, pieces of uh, core entertainment, such as what we will be talking about. Wow. Segwateer. Segwateer. Are you talking about Bayonetta? We're talking about Bayonetta. Are you talking? Okay. Because uh, I had to um, cancel my pre order and then reactivate my pre order. bayonetta is my problematic queen so of course her game would be um uh ripe rife with um controversy so yes um where do you start okay Uh, we we haven't we haven't been on so we have like there's like an entire story i mean it's not it's not too bad i feel like the story is pretty short in general uh, so Helena, Helena Taylor, that's her name, right? Helena? Um, looking, yes. Okay, so Helena T- Taylor is the voice actress of the Bayonetta for one and two. She is not doing Bayonetta three. Jennifer Hale is and um, best voice actress. I fucking love her. But Bayonetta is by far known for uh known by um helena uh, taylor's voice acting of bayonetta um also to keep in mind that even though like we all know the name bayonetta bayonetta is actually just like a small game it is not as well known it's probably put under like top underrated games somewhere like it it has a very it has a small but very loyal fan base it is not as popular as it sounds you know what's <laughs> funny is for platinum games it is their their most popular character they've made so many games but we now we understand them as the people who make bayonetta but they make so many games between bayonetta <laughs> like i believe yeah i believe when did the first bayonetta came out like 2006 or something like that like the first bayonetta came out um, there. The first Bayonetta. Uh, I wanted to say it had to have been like 2007, 2008. Because it came out, Bayonetta came out when I, after I had moved up here. So it had to have been like post like post 2008. Yeah, 2009. October 29th, 2009 was the first Bayonetta. And it's been like, it's been a minute between the releases. But we only really clock Bayonetta. They've made so many games. Uh, Metal Gear Revengeance, Vanquish, for me personally. Um, that underrated Transformers, I forgot the name of the Transformers game. That was, that was all very good. 
and yeah, see, and then Bayonetta, Bayonetta 2 was um, 2014, <laughs> and then eight years later is <laughs> Bayonetta 3, and we know them as the people who make Bayonetta when they've only made three, but please continue. Yeah, but the, yeah, I mean, the whole, like, Bayonetta 2 only happened because uh, uh, Nintendo picked it up and rescued it from from everything. Yes. They were they were about to fold, and then Nintendo picked up the studio, I want to say. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so yeah, they were gonna, they were about to fold. Um, so Helena Taylor did a TikTok, Instagram, I can't remember, but basically asking fans to boycott the game, and she, she didn't, I don't feel like she directly called out Jennifer Hale as in like, bitch, how dare you take this role? Right. Um, but it did feel kind of like it, it did come off as like a passive aggressive subtweet in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't like I don't quite feel like she sucked like was trying to sick people on Jennifer Hale. Not at all. Um, I do believe people kind of took it that way, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but she had basically said that she had gotten lowballed and she that was the reason she didn't take the money uh, and why she's not going to be back there. And she was like, please boycott boycott the game i was like <laughs> yeah it was, little, it was a little it was a little concerning um mostly because i um, understand voice actors to be getting lowballed so i was that's my understanding voice, is they don't make any voice, money okay so there that this thing get this is where it gets complicated i'm gonna i'm gonna i'll get into the voice actor pain in a minute but like so i guess i think it was bloomberg came out with their investigative reporting um and had you know had talked with platinum and they're like nah uh she was asking for some ridiculous stuff and we had also offered her 4k a session because helena taylor had made it sound like um had said that they had just offered her like 4k and it was like to to do um to take the role back as bayonetta and it sounded like it was a flat 4K across the board, which ridiculous. Um, but they said that they were offering her 4K a session uh, to like what was like four sessions, mm-hmm. four or five sessions. Right. Um, so that's about 20K. And she was, but but that she was also asking for residuals and et cetera. Um, and what not all. Now, I'm going to stop right here. That is still lowballing. Absolutely. Considering how much money Bayonetta will <laughs> I, generate. I need like, you to understand this is still lowballing. <laughs> it's it's a sh- um, it's a shame that they it's a shame that there that she was lying because simply making these statements like she was offered this little and you know, things like residuals actually should come up. They're gonna be making Bayonetta and using Bayonetta for forty years. So but please so continue. Like the, the somebody basically did the math and said that she was asking for six figures. Okay. I don't one. I don't see an issue with that. Um, so, uh, people of course immediately went to attack Jennifer Hale because why would why would you not attack the new voice actress and instead of going to the publisher directly, let's attack the voice actress because the voice actress has absolute control over contracts and totally knows right. what the other person was offered and yes. 
why they weren't taking the role. That that is absolutely some information that they are totally privy to. It's not. You know that that long-standing beef with Jennifer Hale and Helena Taylor that we've been talking about for years? That long-standing rivalry, voice actors rivalry there that's resulted in Jennifer Hale trying to get her booted off the role so that she can take it for herself because, you know, of their (laughs) long-standing... rivalry aaron's being sarcastic i am i am <laughs> jesus those, fucking christ those who don't know aaron's jesus being 100% fucking christ sarcastic. i'm being really there's fucking no sarcastic there's no beef they don't know each other <laughs> there's no beef i don't even um, follow each other on twitter please continue that's fine yeah so people went to attack jennifer hale on twitter jennifer hale just flat out was just like i cannot talk i took a job i can't talk about this i'm under nda uh i took a money i took a job uh 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 uh, just you know just hope every and she's basically like I have coin I hope everybody else gets coin also uh, don't go off on people when you only know one side of the story and that's like all she had said she's but, like maybe 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 don't go off on people for things you don't know Uh, now here's where it gets more convoluted so in social media, once you make pleas on social media, there's also people who want to look up your background and want to see how they can attack you in any which way they they can. So Helena Taylor has it is it is known that Helena Taylor is uh, anti-trans. She uh, definitely looks to be turf or turf adjacent. Uh, turf being trans exclusionary radical feminist. Uh, not a slur. It's an acronym. <laughs> um, <laughs> they don't like trans people, or they don't believe that trans people should uh, exist in the same spaces as women because they don't believe that trans women are actually women, which is what a turf is. It's a belief system. Um, not great. That's not great. I don't. Like that, um, I am a person who firmly believes that I don't have to like the person or believe in their ethics for me to believe that they deserve rights because that's white people. (laughs) 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 That is white people. I do not actively need to like somebody or believe in their ethics to believe that they deserve the same rights that I want. In that I also deserve those rights. And trust me, everybody is fucked up and problematic. If we all were revoked rights based off of being fucked up and problematic, none of us would have rights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't work that way. Um, so here's the thing. Voice actors are ridiculously underpaid. Um, Voice actors also spend about half of their year, at least, looking for roles. So when they take a role, that role needs to pay for half of a year. Yep. Um, Voice actors will end up doing maybe like two to three jobs. Uh, If if their workaholics could do like five to six jobs, they desperately need sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A year. So... 20,000 a year, 20,000 for a job 
does not pay for half does not pay for half of a year. Um, voice actors make uh, basically yearly uh, the same that you would at like a customer service job. Yep. Uh, they should be paid the same level as actors. Because yes, that is literally what they are doing. Yeah. Um, so, and voice acting is extremely hard on the body, vocal cords. They're also required to go to, like, under contracts, usually required to do cons and show up at stuff. That's also how they can make some extra money. But, like, I'm going to equate this to um, uh, public speakers. Public speakers get... Uh, uh, sent out for like they they get paid to show up at places generally public speakers have to pay for their own hotels and flights mm -hmm. and a lot of times those public speaking gigs don't cover the hotel and flights or the like the money that you get doesn't cover that um so there's there's very that it's it's not often and a lot of cons won't even pay for the voice actors uh uh hotel fees really yeah hmm. depends on the size of the voice actor <laughs> right so it's not it's not great um they don't get paid so what even what platinum was saying the agreement was they were still lowballing her now whatever their agreement with jennifer hale was that doesn't matter it doesn't, it, that's nobody's business. We don't know. Unless Jennifer Hale like actively talks about what her pay was, uh, that there's, that it's nobody's business. Jennifer Hale has also specifically talked out on voice actors need to get paid more. Right. Um, she's actually a really big proponent on that. She's like, they need to get paid. Uh, this is all just like really, uh, it's kind of now hit the point where it's like the message is correct, but now it's just coming from the wrong messenger in the wrong way. Right. So we need, and we need... I think I think the overall message is also like being detracted from because people are focusing on the wrong parts of this conversation. So they're focusing on the fact that like, oh well, she lied, and I'm like, uh, she sort of lied. Like it was definitely like one of those I'm omitting the full truth kind of lies. But I also don't feel like I also don't feel like it was like she was wrong. Like they're still lowballing her. Right. It's just not it's just not as severe as what she was saying. It's still pretty bad, but it's not as severe. Right. Um, and she's trans antagonistic. So it removes empathy and voice actors in order to get heard have to rely on public empathy. Um, uh, those who were unionized and by the way there's also a lot of reasons good reasons to not be part of a union if you are a voice actor there's also good reasons to be part of a union that's a whole different conversation hmm. um, uh, you can get uh, with unions they, there's like a locked in rate but also a lot of studios don't hire union voice actors right but you can get higher than rates as a freelancer. Like, is it, like outside of union. Voice actors are freelancers, essentially. Um, uh, but. Shit, where was I? 
My brain. Uh, you, you were talking about how um, you were talking about that voice actors are freelancers and um, you make more money being in a union, even though you get um, hired less because they'll always try to get they'll always try to lowball a non-union voice actor. But they're all freelancers. Yes, they're all freelancers. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, there, there are perks to being in a union or not unionized. So it's all very complicated. And um, uh, of course, people are using the defense of, well, Platinum's just like a small studio, et cetera. I'm like, Platinum's made a lot of games. <laughs> Platinum has made a number of games. They, like, d- even though Bayonetta is like the one that people think of, they can af- they can afford to pay Jennifer right. uh, Hale, yeah, and they can afford to pay Helena Taylor of a, a good a good amount of money. They're not an indie studio, for God's sakes. They, they are not an indie studio. Fucking Platinum Games, empowered by Nintendo to make a Nintendo Correct. exclusive. Correct. They're, 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 they are not small. They and have money. Nintendo is paying them to make Bayonetta 3. Specifically. For yes. them. Yes. No, they got it. <laughs> for the love of the God. The money is there. Yes, no, they got it. Yeah, so it's all, it's all, it's all bad message. Oh, yeah, well, that's what I was talking about. Like, voice actors have to rely off of public empathy because, like, even when the uh there was a strike several years ago um you know voice actors were asking for residuals and they had to they had to just drop the residuals because they just weren't getting anywhere and there's this because unions are necessary right but there are a lot of laws that are in place including you know right to work state laws which is an entire joke um it is Right to work is such a Republican sentence <laughs> for bullshit. Ain't it though? <laughs> Ain't it um, though? That have reduced the abilities, that have reduced the power of collective bargaining. And at the end of the day, um, the, the, the voice actors need work. They still need to pay bills. And the union can't, the unions, especially if they're not big enough, they can't, they can't cover those expenses. And again, voice actors are freelancers. So like... Thus, they have to. They don't have the power to uh, utilize all of the collective bargaining skills because legislatively, uh, the power isn't there. Uh, white people broke up the ability for unions to advocate uh, because all of the colored people were starting to uh, get rights. Yes. <laughs> So let's introduce our like really regressive labor laws to make sure that uh, we keep the coloreds and the pores in their place. Thank you, white people shooting themselves in the foot to uh, to say fuck you to people who are not white. I mean, racism is so insidious and self-destructive, but we won't get into that. We we have that's to, a whole different thing. That's that's half an hour. Dasha would actually be a good person to have on for uh, a conversation about that. That would be good to have Dasha on to talk about that. But like I said, I'm not even. Then we'd have Dasha on. Then that would be an hour and a half long program 
Very informative. It'd be a special episode. <laughs> it would be. Um, but yeah. Well we'll we'll leave it at that. And um I mean I almost want to get no. We're going to leave that alone. <laughs> but just understand that even the white folks who are anti um rights and equality because they just don't want people of color to have it still deserve their own rights. They still deserve, they still, they still have rights. And uh, just because I don't agree with them, how they feel about me, they still unfortunately need rights. And we need to be able to have multiple conversations at the same time. Yes, this is absolutely a, we have to walk and chew gum at the same time. Right. You know, that lady, Helena Taylor was out of line, but she's right. I mean, she, she went about it wrong. She's not a likable person. She's not a great person either. She's not a likable person. But she has not a likeable. point. Voice actors don't get paid enough for the value of their work. To the point where... And... What are you saying? And Helena Taylor, I believe this is really her only voice acting gig. I believe so. I think um, she's just Bayonetta. Right. Um, and funny enough... The this entire story is the value of voice actor, by the way. Like if you they are being lowballed because their value in the medium is so outsized compared to their paycheck. The voice actors from Bayonetta was like, I need help. And everyone was like, Tally ho, boycott ba- boycott Bayonetta, attack Jennifer Hale, attack Platinum, destroy. Within hours. Because we enjoyed Bayonetta that much. It was a testament to how much voice actors should be paid they're that important to the experience that we swooped in for the aid of one without knowing the full story when i found out that she's an awful person but we still did it because she is fucking <laughs> she is fucking bayonetta and she is our Again, all- what it's a very small like like bayonetta is not that popular no in the game. but did you see how we mobilize is very loyal right she is she is our problematic queen and we, her original voice actress she was in trouble she seemed to be in trouble and we swooped in and that alone warrants a pay increase they're that important we sight unseen who are you what happened well fuck that was the response for the first 24 hours and the, the wheels came and then off. there was jennifer hale how could you right I'm like leave her alone and then we were all like fem shep how could you know again we were torn <laughs> we were in action we were activated <laughs> literally the first like the most beloved female voice actors right now tara strong being the third right so there is that um but yeah, we need to have multiple conversations at the same time. The most prominent one being voice actors require more money because you hold them near and dear to your heart. That is worth also, money. Also, they're actors. Yes. <laughs> they shouldn't be pay- getting paid like actors. They, they are actors. Getting paid. And these studios don't lack the funds to do so. They have the money. Yeah. And they should get residuals. They ain't broke. They are not broke. Um, and if you see some of these NDA agreements, like some of these contracts, bitch, they these voice actors deserve fucking residuals. Yeah. 
like, ooh, buddy. Like, in some cases, like, they're, like, taking, like, the rights of, like, their voice for that game. Right. You should be you should be paid consistently. If your characters and as a video game, like certain characters are just going to get a lot of burn. Like I said, B- 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 Platinum Games has made does has made several several games. We all know Bayonetta. If you know Platinum Games, you know Bayonetta, which means again that isn't it. Whoever voices that character is entitled to some compensation. And shouldn't get moved aside for Chris Pratt. But that's, again, another discussion that is, you know, well Wait, out of I'm the sorry, way. What? Oh. We're talking about the oh, original the original Mario guy being replaced with Chris Pratt and having his ass removed for some reason. But, um, <laughs> again, we won't go Hilarious. down that rabbit hole. But, yes, moral of the story, we need to have multiple conversations at the same time. One of them being that uh, voice actors objectively require more money they're real actors um even if someone you don't like even if it's someone you don't like they have rights should not be exploited you should be allowed to eat work and eat um yeah um what else we got grand theft auto is an unlikable series Yes. That's the best way to describe it. It's not bad. It's just unlikable. No. It's, <laughs> it's just, it is a beloved unlikable series. Yeah. Um Oh. Uh you know what? This is a good one to talk about. The Activision sale. Because we've been sitting on this one for a minute cuz I mean, we've got uh, some ants. I mean, or do we want to I mean, want to wait for a Russo effect? Uh, we can wait for we can wait for Jeff. Um, the moral of the story is that Sony is terrified of their of for the most part, they are so terrified of Call of Duty and the way they wield the Call of Duty brand to be an acting active multi billion dollar advertisement for Game Pass that they are throwing all of their resources onto trying to block this deal. It's. Um, they have a lingering fear of, um, well, first it was, in fact, they had a weird concern about, uh, Microsoft claiming the brand call of duty, which is not what Microsoft would do at all. And then they kind of started to hint at the fact that, and then it started to become out that like Sony is like blocking call of duty from being on game pass. And there's like a whole big thing with that deal. And it's like, oh, it's becoming clear that Sony, um, having seen what happened with MLB, the show is trying to avoid, that happening on a much larger scale with Call of Duty, so they're really going all out to make sure this deal does not happen. There are, but but Sony doesn't need Call of Duty. Absolutely does. The way they wield that, they wield it as a um, they wield it. So say Sony's Sony's model exists on subsists on the presence of three AAA titles a year. Um, and the fourth being Call of Duty. They use Call of Duty as they 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 wield they they act like Call of Duty is a PlayStation exclusive. Um, they get first dibs, they brand things, they get DLCs first, all that stuff. You get more for playing Call of Duty games on a PlayStation. Um, so it is their fourth AAA product that they release in their year, where they bring out the two or three major AAA games, the Sony games they bring out every year. So it is their brand. Um, they require it 
it takes up it 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 is a big chunk of their own marketing every year, especially in the fall. Um, right? No, no, I understand it's a part of their marketing, but they don't need it. Uh, no. Like, like Sony specifically does not need. No. If Sony lost the Call of Duty fan base, they would be still okay. Not even okay. They'd be fine. Uh, I think it would present a hole in their in their um fall game advertising. It would put a hole in it. They put out Call of they talk about Call of Duty every year like it's theirs. Um, but like what PlayStation Five game has come out this fall? Like you know what I mean? Uh, like of note. Uh, well, we're still we're still getting our fall games. Our fall games haven't. Right, but you can you can go. Yet. I mean, you can you can look you can look forward. It's fine. Right, you can call out something that's coming out in a month, and it's still has yeah, value. I'm, I'm looking up because there's actually like a lot of games happening. Oh yeah, there are a shit out. ton, but. None of most of because you know the exclusive game title is a fraud in general, exclusive games are not really a thing. Um, but there are not a lot of games that one brand can lord over the other this fall. Um, Sony tends to lord Call of Duty over Xbox, um, just every year, so they they don't need it, but they use it to fill in a gap from their own like product from their own like value system where they don't they don't use indie games to fill in the gaps they really don't use any games to fill in the gaps <laughs> so when it comes down to it they will trot out call of duty as the sony brand call of duty you get it here you get all the best the best call of duty experiences on playstation 5 so okay let's see um Overwatch oh, 2 that's on everything oh yeah there's Ghostbusters I forgot about that um, I think that is, uh, is, that, is I play Tell is a multi-platform mm-hmm. isn't on that Ghostbusters game um mm-hmm. isn't that like asymmetrical multiplayer where like one person plays as like ghosts and the other four people play as a Ghostbusters or something like I know very I've literally never played the game. Oh, I know nothing about it. I've seen it and I've been ignoring it. And there's so many other games out that I've been like, I don't have the bandwidth to retain the information about any other games. So yeah, you, go on. Uh, the hard part is is trying to find the exclusives. There we go. God of War Ragnarok is coming out. When? Um. November 9th. There you go. That's sweet. And? Um, hold on. Which is this one? Because, like, the hard part is, is, like, I'm looking up, what are the exclusive games coming out on Sony? And it's just, like, here's the not exclusive games coming out on Sony. And I'm just, like, you're not answering my question. <laughs> yeah. Um... There we go. That one is not. Oh, what the fuck is this game? What is this evil West? Why are uh, we going uh, with Westerns now? Do you know what my annoyance with Westerns is? Uh, what? 
people forget that westerns uh like the whole like cowboys thing most cowboys were not white yeah, yeah they were. and when they were white they were like they were essentially criminals right but yeah. like most most cowboys were black indigenous and mexican right Yes. There are some. I think there's actually a history of some Chinese ones too. Yep. Um, That's why uh, I I don't I ignore I ignore westerns with a white male lead but, at this point. I ignore them. Yes, uh, I love westerns. My dad is actually a huge western fan. Same. Um. Uh. And like, if you want to know anything about black cowboys, like my dad knows like everything about black cowboys. I was I was very startled. It was like, oh, you like you like trains and cowboys cool <laughs> weird for somebody who grew up in the north but i get it that's neat <laughs> uh, no, my, my, my dad was the same he loved western same big same but please continue oh yeah, yeah. uh is the callisto protocol multi-platform yep yay i'm excited about that right so like i said Sony I kind of got a war. Right, it's got a war. So Sony wields Call of Duty as a um low effort AAA exclusive for their own platform to take some of the pressure of the fact that exclusives aren't really a thing and they have one out this fall. You know. And Oh, you know what? The crisis uh it's it's not technically fall it's in November, but the Final Fantasy 7 Crisis Core. Oh, when does it come out? Uh, it's December 13th, but it's Queer Enix, so mm, hand wave release date. Mm, all right. So that's what they use Call of Duty for, is to fill in that gap. Because making being really loud and proud about Call of Duty does still work. It's still part of American culture all the time. So that's why Sony's very concerned, because um, really what would happen in practice is Microsoft would say nothing like with the show. They would just let the people argue about it. Because once that was, because once it became once it became clear that you can play the show on Game Pass, then it was just one group of people paying nothing, arguing with people who were arguing paying eighty dollars for the thing, which is inherently a ridiculous argument to look at, and having that happen over the entire having that over having that happen on the scale of which Call of Duty is released would be terrible. It'd be a bad look. And then it would mostly, it wouldn't even be a bad look for Sony. It would force people to start yelling at them to do their own Game Pass better, which they do do. They are they do have their own Game Pass. But then it would be yelling it's at them horrible. too. Right. But then what would do is it would force PlayStation people to yell at it. They would be forcing their hand to expand the service to an uncomfortable degree. Sony is, Sony's Game Pass is very much a product of couples counseling. <laughs> Like it's very much a product of couples counseling and high and like high housing costs. Like they need to make this work because they got the two incomes and they cannot, neither one of them can move out on their own. And it's much more, it's much better to just try and make it work where we are, even though there's a lot of gritted teeth <laughs> and a lot of grumbling about it. They do not like Sony's, uh, Sony's, uh, Sony subscription services is not a product of love. They don't like you, and they don't like doing this for you. Um, caught on Call of Duty on Game Pass would it would aside from creating that natural advertisement for Game Pass would create a groundswell of pressure for Sony to expand their own service, and then that is exactly what they don't want. Which is why they're screeching about the uh, 
they're really leaning on uh leaning against this deal because it would be it would really upend how they go about their fall release schedules and just their product line in general would just really change a bunch of shit and it would just, just it'd be a bad look so they they can't let this happen and that's why they're acting that's why they're just flailing and screeching at this point in the back seat now sony is uh flailing um, and kicking out the back windows and stuff currently ghostwire tokyo is a timed exclusive that came out this last march but it will be out on other consoles by next spring. Yeah, that's what I mean. Exclusive doesn't mean anything. If your game is coming out it for doesn't. a It's all timed. Right. If it's timed or if it's on PC, like the simultaneous PC release does, this is not fucking exclusive. Fucking get it on Thank the you. fucking computer. It's not exclusive. It's How not. do you think I've been getting around exclusives? P- I just have a Nintendo Switch and a PC. P- do you know what that means? I'm drowning in games. PC is not an invisible console uh, not an invisible excuse me a platform it exists it is the superior platform with which to play most games so yes if your game is coming okay. out on a console and pc it's not console exclusive and it's not exclusive okay, okay. yes please okay 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 but before we end the show we have to talk about one thing because i have been waiting three weeks to make these jokes with you on air i have no idea what the fuck you're talking about Oh, you will in two seconds. I have no idea what you're talking about. Potion permit. Oh, you're talking about a fucking brick simulator? Where you, yeah, the brick simulator. You sell drugs. You sell drugs to malnourished and underserved white folks and uh, increase your standing as your their local um, sanctioned drug dealer, the pharmacist. Yes, my favorite. I, I believe we get away with it because the, the, the sheriff is a black man. All right, so potion permit. Uh, we we give anti anxiety medication to his wife. Yeah, last time. <laughs> I mean, you can tell me more because you've played this. You and Erica have played this way more than I like. I I had played it for a few hours, and I was like, "Nigga, I'm a drug dealer." And then I was like, "Hey guys, I don't think they told y'all, but you're the plug. You give everybody what they need for whatever's wrong with them. Like you give actual medicine, but some people ain't got nothing wrong with them." And they need something to take the pressures off of living this pixel art life, this hard pixel art life that they live. And listen, then, I don't know. I had four. I like my first four patients. All no five patients because and it was five days in a row. All came in with like something weirds going on with my eye, and it's either like swelling or lumps or itchiness. And I'm like, nigga, y'all got pink eye. It's fucking contagious. We got it. There's a hygiene issue here. What's going on? Only to find out later that there's like some slime bodies in the water. No, the water's fucking contaminated. That's why everybody's got pink eye. You have to use like. So first off, okay, okay, you are a quote chemist, and this is in a time period where chemists are also considered like doctors because they make medication. Just like, you know, barbers apparently uh, were cancer surgeons <laughs> back in the day. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm not, no, it's not a lie. Barbers were cancer surgeons? Yes. Is that why, is that why your barber... Is that why your barber actually barbers like know... Did, like, barbers performed surgery. Is that why barbers now act like they know everything? <laughs> 
I, exactly. I don't know about that, but I mean, them I, niggas, I them niggas know, don't but, shut up. I mean, but anyway, just, is it like? But the, I, yes. So I found I found that out actually from Final Fantasy fourteen because one of the voice lines uh, from one of the bosses in what is it, Ridorana's Lighthouse, would say, uh, "The Empire is a cancer, and I am the barber's blade." And I was like, what the fuck? And then Justin's like, yeah, didn't you know barbers used to do surgery? And then I was looking it up and I was like, oh, motherfucking shit. They used to do surgery back in the day. They would remove cancer. It's gross. It's important that we never let actual barbers know this information casually. We will never hear the end of it in the barbershop <laughs> if barbers knew that they were the occupational descendants of brain surgeons and cancer surgeons. Absolutely fucking not. We... I might delete this episode. I gotta delete the episode. I gotta shut <laughs> no, it down. No, please don't delete this. We worked really hard on this episode. It, it's not. It's, it's all. It's all for run. This, this was delayed because my computer stopped working. I had to get a whole new GPU. Like, uh. <laughs> but you're back um, now. But yes, please continue. But yeah, so you're playing as a chemist, and when you walk in, everybody's like, "Bitch, you're a chemist. Fuck you," because you're. This this island is basically this this town on the outskirts of this big city. So like you got this giant ass city, the cap the capital with like the big buildings and all of the stuff and the governments and all of these organizations. And it is the capital. The same way that city folks, I mean the same way that country folks talk about like the city or Middle America talks about the West Coast <laughs> or the East Coast. Um exact same. Did not, did not go over my head. Um, and so there's like this little island of people and they're just like, yeah, we don't, we don't fuck with chemists over here because chemists came in and destroyed our entire fucking island and now everybody's sick and y'all can go fuck yourselves. Why are you here? You should go fuck yourself. And it was really interesting playing through as like a, um, cause like you can, you can do character, you can build your character. And there's no, there's like no gender identifier. So you don't choose like she, her, he, him. So there's, you don't, none of that. Which, thank you, games are finally beginning that like, oh, it's just easier if we just don't bring up gender. Yes, much easier. There's like, we have less writing to do. Hmm. <laughs> there's no, we don't have to have a, we don't have to have like a code that swaps everything for she or a code that swaps everything for he. We can just like not do it, save time. We don't have to make two entire sets of outfits. We can just do one set. <laughs> like, yes, save time. <laughs> um, uh, it was really funny, though, playing as, like, a, a Black character because they're using language like your people. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, these niggas are racist. <laughs> it's one of those games. Really, I mean, really, they're talking about, like, chemists, but I'm like, Y'all did not think this through. <laughs> it's one of those games where it's just a natural. Like, I understand you can create your character, but the context changes just enough to make it more, make it better if you are a black character. It just changes just enough to make it's it perfect. Really it's really funny. So, like, and of course, like, this game is like, has the diversities. So, we have a black sheriff. Um, we have a black forest ranger who lives out in the uh, lives on the outskirts of town with his white wife. Um, they don't hate you, by the way. They're just like, hey, the town doesn't like you people. So just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. 
no really like like forest the 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 black ranger forest like he pulls you off to the side and he's like listen i ain't got no issue with you but ain't nobody here like you <laughs> and i'm like really couldn't tell is that why you live on the outside of town with your white wife my dude <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness and I meet Osman, the the sheriff, and he's just like, I'm like, cool, bruh, nice, nice to meet you too. I'll see you tomorrow. And so that started off my my first day of me um, becoming a chemist, doctor, drug dealer for this small town. Um, also, the other person who's nice to you is this very nice uh, uh, Chinese man. Uh, who works in the city office as uh, essentially like the uh, mayor's secretary or aide? He's a very nice young man. Oh yeah. Also, there's the uh, the the uh, uh, I I guess I'm not sure what you call it, the other. I, I th- he's the naturalist uh, who has been serving the town for a while he just hates you because he thinks that you're here to take his job i mean he looks so much like dr strange we could just call him dr strange to um for experience. i don't want to call him dr strange because dr strange is white and i'm pretty sure mateo is not okay i'll give him that i'll give you that um pretty sure mateo is not white but i'm pretty sure he thinks that uh uh you're the black worker who has come to replace him. He sure acts like it. He a hundred percent acts like it. And I'm going to quote Erica on this one because I thought it was fucking hysterical. Found out he's romanceable. And uh, as she put it, I'm going to make him pine for me for the rest of the days <laughs> because he is a dick. <laughs> he is a dick. So I'm just out here. Uh, I'm making actual medicinal things for people and then i'm making uh not medicinal things for people my favorite is at some point as you get further along you no longer have to technically diagnose people you can just give them a serum like you can just make there's like a beginner serum and intermediate serum and like a like i think it, i can't remember what the later one is called but the, instead of just diagnosing them you can just give them a random medication and i was like oh it's just like going to the actual doctor you they don't actually diagnose you tell them what's wrong and they don't actually diagnose you and you just and they just stick you with something and you're like i don't know what they did <laughs> because i spent so much time in in uh in uh doctors doing that i've decided to still diagnose each patient and not use the mystical serums but i did craft enough and sell them <laughs> what is a mystical well, serum well, the thing is, is though if you make a recipe four times, if you make a, if you make something four times, like five times, mm. you can then save the recipe for it so that you don't have to like play the puzzle game each mm. time you want to do a potion. You can just go to your recipe list and like just Instacraft it. Right. So I've been going through the recipe list and like crafting everything in my recipe list like five times and then selling them. So like I actually. I'm using the serums to just like the nondescript serums just to make money. So you out here just you, you for real just selling cough syrup, cough syrup air quotes. Yeah, I'm selling cough syrup. Well, injectable cough syrup. Okay, that's 
that's not problematic at all just that's all above board all... but isn't this a isn't this game about the about pushing the brick yeah it's just every it, to, to be clear everyone a potion permit is uh crafting is, is a crafting game you do spend a lot of time in the forest beating the shit out of some of the largest wild animals just absolutely pummeling them like i don't know i don't even listen i don't even feel bad about it some of them are so fucking aggressive i'm just like okay it just makes me laugh it's that fine. Like, i'm this is it, it's just self-defense at this it point. makes me laugh that like a bull will rush you and then you will kill it into hits because you are a chemist but that's neither here nor there um crafting yeah i'm uh, i'm sitting here like why am i as a chemist slinging this axe around like a murderer the fact that you're able to fight assassins of a race of people that are not mentioned in the narrative in any real tangible way like these are actual like of people these are like as a culture somewhere around here with people who don't want you out here who are attacking you and you can kill them and take their um you can take their core crafting materials but yes uh potion permit it is available everywhere oh yeah there are what mm. once you do make it once you do make it up into the Icelands and into the desert, you start finding the indigenous people. They're, they're very like wolf-like, but they're clearly the indigenous people and you have to fight them and then uh, turn them into resources for potions. But I mean, I'm just saying it like this really, I'm sure the game just treats them as monsters, but they're, they're they have... They are armed. They're using a shield. If they're smart enough to know how to use, craft and use a shield, then they have intelligence. That's what I was telling Erica. I was like, those people have culture. Like, who are those? Who are those people? And then Erica yeah, was like, I, I don't know. And I was like, well, someone's got to tell me. They, are, me they are definitely beastmen, but I know nothing about them. I just know that they, uh, they, there's another one further south that casts magic spells and attacks you. And then um, when you defeat them, they, you you pick up their, their magic components and you can use their magic components as uh, resources for your potions. So I'm making extra magical drugs. Um, now, it's interesting because there's this overarching message, I believe, that deals with um, the misconceptions and the... Uh, dynamic between big cities and small cities and also the medical care system right so like again like all these chemists had come through and the town is very angry at them because basically the chemists came out and they were trying to do this experiment to actually help the people of this island and it went very very wrong and it actually ended up destroying a lot of wildlife and it started making the people on this island sick and the people got very upset and kicked the chemists out and some of the chemists were trying to also fix their mistake. And uh, there's a whole section where, like, clearly, like, the chemists who had tried to fix the mistake um, also died in the process. Mm. And so you have, like, and, that, and the, all the chemists who had been there are part of the medical association. Now, the people who I've been working with in the medical association, they're also kind of sus. I kind of don't trust them. I'm sitting here like y'all sent this rookie out here to mend the bridges between y'all and this tiny town. Mm. Got some feelings. <laughs> but it's clear why, because I'm just a lone Negro. So yes, yeah, so let's like make the <laughs> send, send this lone novice Negro out here to go fix uh, the problems of the white man and see how it goes. And it's working out swimmingly. 
it's great because like I I'm I'm you know I'm a personable person. I'm, I'm making friends with everybody, including the uh, naturopath who thinks I'm out to steal his job. Twenty dollars. It's actually a very enjoyable game. Also, the latest update fixed a lot of bugs. Oh, there was an it was it was it was pretty buggy. I'm not gonna lie. That I was, found some wild bugs. That was one of the reasons why I was hesitant to bring it up on the show, is because it turned out even though I told everyone to uh get it about, you know, after about 25, 30 hours, starts to go a little haywire. So it's the buckle under the weight of your own game safe. And um uh, I'm not gonna lie, I started experiencing some bugs like right away. And I was um, having some severe frame rate issues. Like, well, it for me, it wasn't anything. I I am a person who plays games and I am magically able to find all of the game breaking bugs or just like in general bugs or glitches in any game. Like it's I don't know if it's like part of my chaos energy or just like some weird talent or I just am a person who just hits every single section of a game without meaning to and just finds the right thing um but i could see where it would be distracting to make to a point to make a person not play but i i was able to continue playing through because i have i don't know how many hours i don't i haven't i decided not to look um because my computer was down for a week and i know the bulk of those hours when my computer was down for that week mm -hmm. and i don't i just don't want to know <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I want to know. <laughs> but I'm still playing it. I'm enjoying myself. They just came out with the update. They pushed the update to um, the consoles because it's also a Steam game. They pushed an update to the consoles and fixed all of my previous ones that I had found. Um, okay. I don't know if there's any more. Like, I, I'm not having cutscene issues anymore. So. Okay, cool. So then there was patch because that was my major issue. Um, it was a pretty big. It was a pretty big. Right. Patch. I don't want to recommend a game that is that buggy to the people listening. But if they sorted it out, then yes, it's twenty dollars. It's extremely enjoyable and extremely good, cozy game. Context added: If you are black, more so if you make a black character, you are in fact a state sponsored drug dealer. Providing medicine <laughs> and illicit drugs, you are selling lean to people who know how to ask for lean in okay. the community. This I have to I have to say though, this asshole gave me the twenty dollars to pay the game, and on the cash app put community drug dealing fund. Of course I did. <laughs> I'm like, you cannot do that on cash app. Here's the deal. So I'm saying this on the podcast that this is for this game. If this ever comes up later, listen if. Listen, I would if they burst in the windows because I put community drug dealing on a twenty dollar cash app exchange. That's right up there. Remember in um about a year or two ago when they had the in the uh, New York NYPD tweeted out the massive uh, drug deal, massive drug bust where they had like a hundred dollars worth of weed on a table with a bunch of cops with their arms folded. I would love them to bring me in and say that they have cracked down on a major drug operation because they saw me give you $20 on Cash App <laughs> and it said for community drug dealing. No drugs. The major, dr the major drug operation on right. my Nintendo on Switch. On your Nintendo Switch. <laughs> That's just, just I will, listen, I will gladly stand up there. I will gladly stand up there and I will I will be right up there. I will be right up there with the cops folding my arms. I'll be like, yeah. They'd be like, who's your plug? This pixel character. Right. right. <laughs> so I, listen, if they want, if, 
If they got it, then so be it. My understanding is no institution of authority has the resources or the manpower to crack down on any of this shit. So I will go ahead and title all of my cash app transfers to you community drug dealing going forward. Please do not. Because please do not. Because seven dollars, eight dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars for community drug dealing. Listen, if they want to bring the hammer down, no, literally while you go and you get chicken sandwiches with the motherfucker, officers have at it. Please do good it, police does work. This, does this does this constitute as describing a game badly? What potion permit? Yeah. No, it's the best way to describe it. <laughs> if you here's the deal you are a drug you are a drug dealer in a very quaint pixel art town i like stardew valley i don't care about farming like that dealing these drugs and helping these people out alternatively is great as i played up to a point um and officers are like oh we got to move all these boxes if only we had a little bit of a pick-me-up and i'm like i got you officer then we give them a little something something and they're throwing around those boxes they're done in like six oh, yeah. minutes when we, we we straight gave them pcp right a little bit of pre-workout and then, and then they and then they got tired afterward they crashed afterwards they're like oh i'm fatigued and i'm like yeah that was the pcp yeah bro you good though you got your job done you gotta sit down you got an extra hour before lunch you go ahead and take a two-hour lunch officer i'll see you later it was in the street so yeah, like I said, you know, I'm I'm out here helping out the community. This is my Stardew Valley, and if this description entices you in any way, then buy the fucking game. If you are mortified, then do not. It's just one of those games. Like I said, there should we should take we should collect the titles of games where certain con- certain bits of context enhance the gameplay experience. It was really funny. I just like, I'm just playing. It's so funny because like Aaron was describing this game and I went, okay, well, I need to go play this. And I go play it and I'm like, Aaron's not wrong. No. You slay it. <laughs> you are the plug for everybody, for the mayor, for the police, for citizens, rich, poor, all genders, everything. You even help out like, even help out like local animals. Everything. Listen, Kips is precious. Mm-hmm. Kips the cat. That cat is 10 out of 10 for cats. Right. So, you know, we can the only... Fishing, the, fish, the fishing mini game gets a 3 out of 10 because it's not... The, the mini game itself is engaging. The rewards are not. Uh, you know, it's not, you it's not, get, it's not you, good fishing. You get pink fish meat. You get pink fish meat or white fish meat, which you can use in recipes. But like... And there's like a fish, like whenever you catch a new fish, there's like the fish record. But like so far, I haven't found a point to the fish record. And it doesn't matter what fish I catch. It just it gives me one of two different kinds of fish meats. So so the minigame itself is okay, but like the reward system for it. So you know what? No, I'm going to bump it up because we're doing it out of 10. So five out of 10, but a three out of five. There we go. Have some numbers. That's the official review. That's the official review of Potion <laughs> Permit. What was that again? No, that's the fish. That's a review of the fishing. Oh, I mean, ten out of ten for cats. Ten out of ten for cats. Three out of ten. What is it? Three out of ten for fishing. Five out of ten for fishing. Five three out of-, out of five for fishing. Okay. Yes. I usually go on a scale of five, but for whatever reason, I went ten today. So we're throwing some extra. All right. <laughs> that Potion <laughs> Permit, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you want to contact us? You and Fridays on uh, Twitter. We have a Patreon. Subscribe to our Patreon. Patreon.com backslash on Fridays. 
you can subscribe to subscribe any amount to any amount of money you'd like to subscribe I, anywhere from a dollar to three thousand dollars i am uh, officially unemployed and going to school full-time and need the funds and food please help i'm right there behind you but we'll talk about that later um you can find bacon at uh twitter at uh, b4c0nzilla that's um b4c0nzilla and you can find me at uh, ans freeman ans freeman um i believe we've covered everything real fast and um i think we did it i think we did we it. did it we com- we completed an episode thank you for hanging out with us everybody all right and see you guys next week have a pleasant day go ahead stand your stand your